Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. In the family of God, amen. With your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Praise God. We're going to get in the Word this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody get excited about the Word. Amen. The Bible said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And everything that got made got made by the Word. So if you got the Word, you got it made. Come on now. Yes, you do. That's what Caleb just said. When you got the Word, you got a promise from God. Amen. And God never, God never breaks His promises. Praise God. So when you get a word from God, you're on a solid foundation. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, um, I've taught you and I heard somebody say that the Bible has over 7,000 promises in it. He just got to talk about the promise of God. That means everybody ought to be living with a promise. Amen. If it's 7,000 of them in there, you ought to be holding on to something this morning. Yeah. And say, God is working in my life because yeah. I got one of his promises. Amen. Yeah. Now the challenge is, is living life without a promise. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's bad living. Living life, getting up every day with no promise of God active in your life. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 2 that when people are living without the promises, they're living without God. God and His Word are one. So if I'm living without His Word, I'm really living what? Even if I have a cross around my neck. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And if a cross around your neck was going to get you healed and delivered, amen, I'd have a big one. Mine would be the biggest one in the neighborhood. I'd have to have some people carry mine. I'd have some people to carry my cross. Praise God. Amen. But no, on the cross is symbolic that Jesus paid it all for you. Amen. amen. If you have one around, what that means is he paid for my sins and he paid for me to have life and life more abundantly. And by God, I'm going to receive it every day I get up. Amen. That's what that really means. Amen. I know some people think it's decoration. No, it really means I'm bought and paid for. Yes. Everything God has is mine and everything I have is his. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So carrying the word in your heart is like carrying God in your heart. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called the living word. Mm -hmm. That whatever words you are carrying, that's what God is doing. I'm going to say that again. Whatever words you are carrying, that's what he's doing. Amen. When you laying down, he's still doing it. While you at work, he's still doing it. Amen. Praise God. He's still moving uh, on the promise that you maintain in your heart that he's doing in your life. So the key to life, the key to life is living a life based on the word of God. The, Matter of fact, the Bible said Jesus was the word that was made flesh. He's called the living word, which means that when you're watching him, you're watching the word in motion. Amen. You know what our life should be? The word in motion. You know why you come to church so you can get the word in you. Amen. You can't get the word without coming to church. You can reach your Bible at home, but you'll never match at home watching television preachers that you can match with a anointed pastor that God gave you. Amen. Because the Bible said, he who God sends speaks the word. All right. yeah. 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 
That I'll let you know right now if he sent somebody or didn't send them. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He who God sends speaks the words of God. Yeah. God never sends you somebody that tells you, I don't know what the Lord's going to do. Yeah. Right. Amen. I got, I got Genesis to Revelations to find out what God's going to do. Yeah. And when you're skillful in the word, you know what he's going to do in every situation. Yeah. You know what he's going to do in every situation. When you're skillful in the word, because God and his word are one. Yeah, yeah. So if you are skillful in his word, then you know what he's going to do. That's right. yeah. That's right. You can be around a person long enough, especially married people, you know the next word going to come out of their mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why? Because you've been around them long enough to know what they get ready to do. Right, right. Amen. Praise God. After so many years of marriage, the strangeness should be over. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. If we really have a relationship and we're talking. Because yeah. when, when a person talks, that's when you get to know them. Yeah. The Bible said people, oh, praise God. I won't say what he said about that. But anyway, <laughs> he said something about that. But anyway, people get to know you by the words that come out of you. Yes, amen. 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 Your words identify who you are. When you really begin to identify who you are through your words. God is releasing a word so we'll know who he is. Yes. So that in any situation we get in, we know what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. And Jesus is the word made flesh. He is the express image of God so that God is not a stranger if you know who Jesus is. Yeah, right. He told Philip, have you seen me? And he wasn't talking about his outward appearance. He was talking about the expressions and his actions and the things he did in every given situation. Amen. Praise God. So that when it was 5,000 people out of food, what was the expression? Provision. provision came. In the midst of lack, provision came. So when you are in covenant with God and you got a covenant of provision with him, you don't get afraid when there's shortage because you know what he does when things get short. He multiplies. He expands. Amen. Praise God. He took 3 million people out in the middle of the wilderness. There wasn't a Kroger's in sight. There wasn't a Publix in sight. There wasn't a Bunny Bread factory in sight. Three million people, amen. Come on now. No water, no food. Amen, nothing there. And he sustained them. He said, tell them I am that I am. Whatever you need me to be, baby, that's what I am. <laughs> oh man, praise God. I might just get excited by myself this morning. I might know him a little bit better than you. How about that? <laughs> they say, what, are you, what is a radical person wanting to know God a little bit better than you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, praise God. My assignment this morning is to talk about the promise of healing. Amen. Amen. Then we're going to lay hands on people. Because the Bible said, whatever you teach about me, by the Spirit, then once you're done teaching, I'm ready to do it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's what God said. That's why he, that's where he operates. Whatever you talk about him, whatever you sing about him, that's what he was willing, that's what he's doing. We got through singing, promise keeper, miracle worker, light in the darkness. That means somebody needs some light right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That is who he is. He wants to do that. He doesn't want to be some figment of your imagination. He wants to be a manifestation. He wants to show up in your life and demonstrate himself. 
Amen. Amen. And he does that as we understand how to respond to him. If you want to get God to show up in your life, you believe him. You believe him regardless of what it feels like. God is what it looks like. Amen. If you really want to believe, if you really believe in he'll show up. If I don't believe what he said, then I'm really calling him a what? And that's just, there's no middle ground. That's the difference between making it and not making it. You got your Bible with you today? If you don't, you got your phone with you? Well, praise God. Turn over here to, um, we'll go over here to Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. We'll take a look at that. Praise God. When we say go to Exodus 15, 26, the only place Exodus 15, 26 exists is where? <laughs> well, well, let me put it this way. I'll get the answer I want. The only place Exodus, Exodus 15, 26 is recorded. Come on, girl. You come up here and sit on the front row. That's what you do. That's the only place it's recorded. Then you call it a Bible, and, and that's a good answer. But if you have a bookshelf at home, and you have books on that bookshelf, the word book is, um, well, let me back up. The word Latin, the Latin word for Bible is book. So Bible really means book. Yes. So if you go home and look at your bookshelf, you got a lot of Bibles there. Because in Latin it's translated book. You have a lot. So we call this a Bible. But really, it'll say Holy Bible is what mine says. Amen. Or if you open it up on the inside of it, you go to the first page before Matthew, I mean before Genesis, it's going to say Old Testament. If you go before Matthew, it's going to say New Testament. Yeah. The word testament can be translated covenant. Mm -hmm. So really what you're holding is a copy of God's old covenant and new covenant. Right. Amen. If I never get that understanding, it's going to be very difficult for me to trust him. It's going to be very difficult for me to trust Because we've been lied to a lot people and all kinds of things like that. Mm -hmm. But those people really have not really made a covenant with us per se. Covenant means, you got to understand what covenant means to understand what you're holding. This is the key to faith mm -hmm. and trusting God. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. And most people go to church their whole life and they do not understand what they're holding. Because I didn't until I was about 28, 29 years old. I was in church my whole life. And most people don't, and, if, and when you don't understand what you're dealing with, then you don't know how to use it. 
you don't know how to use it. You got one, it's probably going to land all over your house, kitchen table and everything. But if you don't understand this is a covenant and you don't want to know what a covenant is, you don't know how to use what you're holding. You do not know how to use this document and you could have been in church your whole entire life. Amen. And if you don't understand it's a covenant, and then if you don't know how to react to a covenant, if your actions toward the covenant and your thoughts toward it are not based on a covenant-minded person, you're not getting the best out of this book. You're practicing a religion. A zeal could even have without knowledge. And you're stumbling over yourself while you're singing and clapping and rolling and shouting and foaming at the mouth, whatever. <laughs> Cooking and ushering and whatever you do. Yeah. You're not getting the benefit out of the book. And it won't work for you. I don't care if you have a PhD in theology and some do. Doesn't matter. You have to be a covenant-minded person to understand how this book works. There should be no failures. Come on. Amen. There should be no failures in covenant living when a person's in covenant with God. Yeah. Amen. There shouldn't be any failures. Shouldn't be any failures in finances. Shouldn't be any failures in health. Shouldn't be in failures in divine protection. Should be no failures. Because God is behind the 7,000 promises in this Bible. And when you understand what a covenant is, if you break your word, you die. You're dying. Plain and simple as that. You break your word, you're going to die, and a whole lot of people connected to you are going to die. That's what this document is based on. The Bible says that God had to cut covenant with man in order to get man to trust him because his thinking had been so contaminated he couldn't manage when somebody was telling him the truth or lying to him. And so in order to establish structure in relationship with man and man to man, then covenants have to be made. And this document was designed so that you and I would believe God and his promises toward us, regardless of the pressure. I don't care what it looked like. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the financial report said. I could care less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He has given me yeah. what he just said, his promise. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. And he's good for it. And because of what's going on around me, I will never question. Right. I will never question him. That's called faith. And if you never get to this point in understanding what this document really is, I'm playing church. Then if I'm not skillful in it, and God provides me somebody to help me to become skillful in it. And I don't listen to them. I'm not present. I'm not paying attention. Then what that is saying is 
intentionally or unintentionally, I plan on living without your covenant promises. And so then you stand alone in your situation with your cross around your neck, calling yourself a Christian, and you're really not one in practice. You're really not one in practice. You may call yourself a Christian, but you will not get the benefits of the promises of a real one. Amen. Amen. The closest thing we come to this, and I always cover it, is marriage covenant. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the covenant <clears throat> that's most practiced in the earth is the marriage covenant. Yeah. Yeah. What you are saying at that altar are the vows you plan on keeping for the rest Amen. of your life. Amen. Now, people don't think like that. Because, again, guess what? They're going through a ceremony that they don't even understand what they are doing. They have no knowledge that this is a covenant ceremony. It's a blood covenant ceremony. They have no idea what they're getting into. Most people don't even know that the moment they're born, their body has been designed for a covenant. Can I get real with you? Yeah. Or do you want to play church? Because I'm not good at playing. That's right. That's right. That's if I was going to be playing something, I'd play golf or something this morning. I really would. I'm not good at playing church. I'm not good at it. If all of it's going to be about some religion and singing some songs and hearing some meaningless message, I got something better to do with my life. You better, and you better know it. I'm in this thing because this is a blood sworn oath covenant. And the blood of Jesus is behind this thing. Amen. Praise God. The blood is behind it. Amen. His blood is behind it. It's a covenant between God and Jesus Christ. Amen. We got to get two people that can't break this thing. Yeah. We got to get two beings that can't break it. You and I going to mess it up. We're going to be dead before the week's out. We're going to mess it up. So we need a champion. We need a, we need a representative. Amen. That's not going to fade under pressure. Amen. Amen. Tempted in all points, yet without sin. Come on now. We need a representative, amen. We need a champion, amen. We need a captain for our salvation. And if you don't know it, his name is Jesus. He didn't just do it for himself. He did it for us. He did it for us. People get out of this, people play church and get out of this thing. Now, I'm never confused. When somebody dies early, I'm never confused. Somebody don't make it, I'm never. It's a person that didn't practice covenant living. So don't tell me, well, it was a Christian, don't mean nothing. Because today, most Christians live just like the world. And you live like the world, you're going to get everything they get. Amen. When we talk talking about blood, we're talking about people just serious about this. Amen, praise God. We're talking about serious people that want to go all the way. 
I'm telling people want to go all the way. I ain't got time to play nothing with nobody. I ain't going halfway with nothing. I'm not going halfway with anything or with anybody. I'm in it going all the way. I need something real that's tangible that when I call on it, I get a response. Amen. I got to have something to go show up in my life. I ain't getting up every Sunday morning putting suits on and getting dressed and combing hair and putting shoes on and all that stuff. I ain't doing all that stuff. That's right. That's right. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not doing that. Playing with somebody. No. That's why two-thirds of this city don't even go to church. Because it's just too much of a game. We never know what God's going to do. That came from the church. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The church said that. The church preached it's okay to be broke and poor and sick. And God put that on you to teach you something. All that come out of church. Now, if I'm going to come here, I'll let every Sunday morning. And by the way, the devil's after you too. I ain't coming. If you're going to get me, you're going to catch me on the golf course. <laughs> Did catch two men out there one Sunday morning. The tree fell on them. Killed them dead right out there. Amen. I came to you to talk to you about divine healing this morning, and I'm trying to be I'm going in this in a direction. I only have a few minutes. I'm going in this in a direction that you will never question God whether or not if it's his, his, his will to heal you. That you will never question him. That you know beyond a shadow of a doubt if I got yeah. symptoms in my body, they ain't got no choice but to leave. Because yeah. this thing is backing it up. Yeah. You ain't got no choice but to leave. Right. Yeah. Amen. I'll praise God regardless of how I feel because I know it's got to leave. Yeah. If it ain't leaving right now, it got to leave tomorrow. If it ain't leaving tomorrow, it got to leave next week. But I know you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the truth is you already healed yes. and the devil trying to take your health. Yes. You got healed 2,000 years ago when they yes. sealed and ratified this covenant. You got healed 2,000 years ago. Your healing covenant is so strong concerning you that God gives you the authority to lay hands on other people. Amen. Praise God. He, he, his healing covenant is so powerful that he gives you the right to lay hands on other people. That's one of your promises in that. Amen. The Bible said when the children of Israel left Egypt, there was not one feeble one. Not one. I don't care what your age was. You weren't bending over. Somebody pick me up and carry me. You walked out with money in your pocket because you just got paid big time. Amen. Amen. But you got to spend time in the word. Once we minister to you, you got to take time out and go home and lay this thing down before you and realize, praise God, you're going to have to lay hands on somebody in your family one day. When I was listening, Dr. Jacobs teach this and Keisha had a fever. I used to have to get up in the middle of the night. She would get fevers. And I had to get up in the middle of the night and, and, and take her to the hospital. About somewhere around one years old, maybe not even one. 
I'd have to get up and go across town in the middle of the night, got to be at work at seven o'clock in the morning. And it would always happen at night. Mm -hmm. Not when I got off the work and you could go to the doctor then and then get some bed, sleep at night. No, wake you up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Pastor to wake me up. Keith, wake up. Ke Keisha's got a fever. She's hot. You put your hand over and she's burning up. You got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. You get dressed, you get up, and you get yourself over to the hospital and let them help you get that fever under control mm -hmm. and do your best to believe why you're going over there. Yeah. But I kept letting this word get in me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. When Dr. Jacob sent me out, he said, Keith, he said, you just didn't come to church. Something got in you. Yeah. He said, it got in you. Yeah. We can tell when something's in people. Yeah. And we can tell when something else is in you too. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you the truth. Amen. You will know them by their fruits. You got some fruit. When you get up in the morning, you start producing fruit. It should be fruits that lead to eternal life, not stuff that produce death. Amen. Am I too heavy for y'all ready this morning? Amen. I'm thinking about what Angie said, Bishop Marvin said about his church. I'm going to keep preaching y'all till I get a church. Until yeah, yeah. we're a real church. Until we're a real New Testament, book of Acts, miracles, signs and wonders, Holy Ghost speaking, power of God, falling out church. Amen. Praise God. You can't play church and get this. Exodus, right? <laughs> Exodus 15, 26. So Exodus 15, 26, God, <laughs> I'm glad y'all put it up on the wall there. Who is God talking to? He's talking to his covenant people yes, he that he just brought out of Egypt mm -hmm. yeah. after 430 yeah. years of bondage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. God promised them, I'm going to bring y'all out. After 400 years, I'm going to bring y'all out. All right? I'm going to bring you out. On the last day, because when God put a timing on it, he got to get it done by that time. If you don't get it done by that time, you just lied. The Bible said on the last day, God done told that Pharaoh led my people. I mean, if you read the book, how many times did he tell Pharaoh led my people go? At least 10 times. Pharaoh should have let them go. Egypt was destroyed when God, That's they left right. there. And when three million people asked for their the payday mm -hmm. after 400 years, come on now, three million people asked for their check. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Amen, severance pay. Yeah. <laughs> after 400 years of bondage, come on now, yeah. and they asked for all the money once oh, at one time yeah. with all the interest on it. Yes, oh, Egypt was broke. Yeah. And God brought him out into the wilderness and he started talking about his healing covenant with his people. We ain't talking about everybody, we're talking about his people. The Bible is not written to everybody because God is not in covenant with everybody. God is in covenant with those who come to him through Jesus Christ. He, see, I just said it a minute ago, the covenant is between, stand up Caleb, if he's God and I'm Jesus, the covenant is between these two. Yes, that's because I forgot which one of us was God. Which one? Did I say you? Okay. You be God. 
and I'll be Jesus. Jesus is dynamic. God is too, but I just decided to be Jesus. Because Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. He's both man and God. Come on now. He's just God all by himself. <laughs> That's who he is. He is God. Come on now. And if you want to know what God looks, go, go read the book of Revelations and it'll tell you what he looks like on his throne. And he has a body. But he is spirit. The Bible said God is a spirit. So you cannot detect him with the natural eye because he moves at the, at, at the speed of light and your eye can't detect it because how fast he's moving. He said, before you answer, I'll be there. Come on now, because he can move that quick. Yes, hallelujah. Glory. That song was wrong. He may not come what you want him to, but he's always right on time. He was there before you got there. <laughs> he was there before you got there. He said, before you call, I will answer and show you great and mighty things that you didn't know. Come on now. It's God over there. But Jesus, on the other hand, got to move like you. He gets tired. He's got to eat. He's got to be refreshed. The Bible said he's grieved and he, he cries. Mm -hmm. He's just like us. Mm -hmm. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible said, he, the Bible said the shortest scripture in the Bible, Jesus wept. Yeah. Uh -huh. Come on now, they watched him cry. They watched him get hungry. They watched him hang on the cross right. and die because he's a man, yeah. but he's God. Yeah. Yeah. And so he came to represent Humanity. That only through him and his blood can you and I enter into covenant with him. And if we're in covenant with him and he has a covenant with God, then we get the benefits of it too. And then he wrote the Bible and said, here are the benefits. Amen. Praise God. And if you know what it is, you search it. You search it diligently to find out what really belongs to you. The book of Hebrews calls it the last will and testament of Jesus Christ. It's really his will. It's an inheritance document as a will too. That's what it says if you read it and find it out. I ain't got time to preach it to you this morning. You got to go to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I could, but you got to go to lunch. So I, I got to give you what I can give you. You got to come back again. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So what you're reading is the arrangements of his last will and testament and the covenant he made with God that he was most certainly the Bible says he endured the cross mm -hmm. for the joy set before him. Mm -hmm. He saw you yeah. enjoying the yeah. benefits of oh, the covenant. Yeah. Oh, praise God. Lord, God. He saw you walking out of depression yes, because yeah. of his covenant. Yeah. 
He saw your family being restored because of his covenant. Because all of these promises are in here. He saw your body getting healed. And even though he was getting ready to go through a terrible ordeal in this crucifixion, the Bible said, for the joy is set before him. He endured the cross. I will endure the hardship, amen, of the world so that you can walk out of it one day. When you find out I left a benefit for you, and you call on the name of the Lord, okay. hey. amen. amen, the Bible says you shall be saved or you no. shall get your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There ain't no question about it. Yeah. 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 Amen. Glory. So they make this agreement and it's been then between the two of them. The final stage of the covenant was that you got to take that cross if you want them healed. Mm -hmm. You have got to take the stripes on their back, mm -hmm. on your back, mm -hmm. if you want them healed. Yeah. If you want depression off, with, off of them, you got to take their sorrows oh, yeah. and their griefs and yeah. their pains. Yeah. And you got to stay on that cross yeah. and I got to put it on yeah. you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The sins of the world have got to yeah. go on you. Yeah so that sin can come off of them. Every mistake that they ever made, you got to become their representative. That's why they call him the captain of our salvation. He's our leader. He's our champion. He's our victor. And then he turned around and said, the works I do, you can do. I'm going to fix you, baby. So you can do them too. Boy, healing going to be a small thing once we're done in here. Where you going, God? Wait a minute, hold up. Hold on. <laughs> so the agreement is between them. Yeah. So that if you make a mistake, yeah, you don't break the covenant. Amen. He just takes his blood yeah. and cleans you up yeah. all. Yeah. I take it. Yeah. He just yeah. give you a bath. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you miss it, don't go and run off away from God. Yeah. Go take a bath. Yeah. Let the blood cleanse you. Yeah. The Bible said he, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our yeah. sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's in your covenant. So that when you make a mistake, you don't have to live in shame and guilt for the rest of your life and let the devil tell you you are unworthy. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. Amen. You let him do that to you, he'll beat you up. And tell you God don't love you. Yeah. You all stay away from down that church, you old filthy, nasty thing, you. Look at you, trying to pray in tongues. You little dirty thing, you. God ain't heard nothing you said the whole time you was talking. That didn't even leave the room. Cause you so You got to be skillful in this, as I just said. I live to be skillful. Because one morning I woke up. It was different. And she told me the baby's got a fever. Today is different. Eventually the day star will rise in your heart. The Bible said, just keep going until the day stops. Because you don't see what I see right now. Because you can't preach what I'm preaching right now. Because you don't see what I'm seeing right now. But you just stay with it a while. Oh, just keep walking with Jesus. And then the Bible said, what? And all of a sudden, the eyes were open. Come on now. The light came on. Oh, yes, we can have this. 
Oh, yes, we can do this. Thank you, Lord. I took that baby to the second bedroom. I sat down on the rocking chair, and I said over 2,000 years ago, you took this fever, you bore it in your own body, and it ain't got a right to be on any of my children. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, get off my baby right now. Oh, yeah, I ain't lying to him. Yes, I did. Put my hand over here, over there, just as cool as a summer day. Amen. Like the, like the, was it the Commodores? Easy on Sunday morning. Because it's easy. Fever was gone. Picked the baby back up, put it in the bed, went back to sleep. Got up in the morning, refreshed. You know what I'm going to tell you to do, though? You get yourself up and you haul that baby over to that hospital because you ain't going to try to do what I did because we don't try this, we do this. We ain't trying nothing up in here. And if you still trying, you go to the hospital. If you ain't studied and scripture, you go to the hospital. You're not going to do this because you heard me say this up in here and have me on the news at 6 and 10 talking about I got some kind of cult going on over in here. You're not going to set me up because you sure going to call my name out. Got the camera in front of your face, the news is breaking. T- when my preacher told me to just hold up, the dude, get the baby, get a rocking chair. That is not what I see. Get a rocking chair. Hold a baby yeah. and say, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was calling on the contents of my, my covenant. And you don't give it enough tension to do what I did. So you're going over to the hospital. Get on over there. Get on over there, yeah. Because they'll do it to you. Somebody got it. I remember somebody did that, was in there preaching and going crazy. Told them they wouldn't in my church. And they called me too. So we got one of your members over here. I said, who is it? I said, you got the worst one I got. She don't listen to nothing no way. No, act like you got some sense. Let those people treat you. And quit acting, stop preaching to the doctors and the nurses. Because you was all that good to preach, you wouldn't be over in the first place. Stop preaching to them. Shout hallelujah, all that stuff. Be quiet. Let them people do their job. Because the Bible said if you're going to have faith, have it between you and God alone. You should have done all that preaching before you got over there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Wait till you get to the hospital and start hollering and praying in tongues. Yeah. No. Yeah. Been watching TV all week long. Yeah. They're going to wait till you get to the hospital and get spiritual all of a sudden. I wish they let us have switches as pastors, but they won't let us do that. Anyway. 
the covenant can, that's why it's called an everlasting covenant. It can never be broke because it's between perfection. And when I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, stand up, Wallace, and Wallace accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Come on, come on, stand with me. The Bible said he becomes in Christ. He's not outside of Christ. He's in Christ. So now, God has got to treat Wallace, come on, God, just like Jesus. There's no difference. He's got to treat him the same way. So now all these promises become his. The only problem is he doesn't know about them. Here's the document. And the only time when somebody, as soon as they get saved, we say, we got you a new Bible. Now, what would it be like to give a physics book to a student that's never had physics before and just hand him the book? So you can go home and read that. This is how we treat it. We don't do it in anything else. We don't do it in any other discipline. We don't do it in any other form of education. We don't. And we treat it totally different. We go to college, we go to school, we on time to class. Can I talk to you a minute? We take the test, we devote ourselves to it, we give ourselves to it. But your classroom ain't going to heal you. It ain't going to keep your marriage together. It's not going to raise your children for you. The book that counts the most in your life gets more disrespect than any book in your, life, in your house. He said mercy. I'm telling the truth right now. And if people want to come to me and act like, well, it didn't work in their life. You know, it don't matter that it didn't work in their life. Because I know what they did. They ignored the covenant. They weren't knowledgeable of it. They were not in regular attendance like they were in their physics class. They didn't study it like they did. They would do a physics book or a history book or English book. They treated it with disrespect. They didn't get mad at the physics teacher and disrespect them, but they would disrespect the pastor that's teaching them. They don't come to the physics class and be disrespectful in class, but they'll come to church, <coughs> eat food all in the classrooms, and then get an attitude mm-hmm. when you tell them to put it up. Mm-hmm. That's good. So we treat this place totally different. Yeah. There's no honor in any respect. And so when they call on it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. when they call on it, it's so many things in the way. Ah, that's good. There's so many things hindering their faith that they don't get the manifestation. I'm preaching real good now. But I got to tell you the truth because I want it to work. Always respect my pastor. I've always honored him. That's why we've been together for 34 years. I never let something interrupt that relationship because he was teaching me the words yeah. of eternal Amen. life. Right, 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 right. That's right. I went to be a mechanical engineer. I never missed a day in engineering because if you miss one day, you get behind. You cannot afford a day. You're taking physics, you're taking chemistry, you're taking thermodynamics, you're taking calculus. 
you taking computer science, you can't play with those classes. There's nights we had to study at 2 o'clock in the morning to get that diploma. You have to apply yourself to get it. But in all that application, engineering didn't heal my daughter. That's right, that's right. Engineering didn't help me raise my children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Engineering didn't help me keep my marriage together. Mm-hmm. Because those classes are not designed to build your life and family. Yeah, 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 that's right. The only thing that's designed to give you life and life more abundantly, to really make you happy on this planet, is the gospel. Yeah, that's right. So I treated that book and these settings with more respect than I treated my classroom. That's good. When those doors was open, I was in here because he was reading the covenant. I never sat at home while my pastor was teaching. And your covenant really won't allow you to do it. Because Hebrews 10.25 says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, which is the practice of some. And see, when people practice that, and then calamity strikes. And it don't work. I'm not shocked. I'm not taken. I'm not surprised. I'm not moved at all. That's how it's supposed to work. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. So if you're not hearing it, you don't have faith. So when the storm comes and Jesus said it's coming, you just write it down. If it ain't blowing yet, you just watch out. The storm is coming. Then guess what's going to happen? The house is going to fall. And sometimes it's irreparable damage and you can't fix it. And I don't live like that. I do not live like that. When pressure comes, immediately the word comes. Why? Because I put it in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. We're building a building over there. The devil comes telling me everything about that building over You ain't going to have enough money. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> when stuff, if you're waking up in the middle of the night because pressure, or you worried, that means the, the pressure has just challenged your covenant with God. And sometimes you'll end up with more pressure in you than you got worried in you. You got more pressure in you, you got worried in you, you're going to lose. Because you won't believe. You got to spend time in the word. The house of God has got to come a premium and very important place for you. I've seen the devil tell so many lies in so many homes. Mm-hmm. I just said I'm not going to let you have it in my home. Mm-hmm. That's right. My parents were divorced by the time I was five years old. Mom said my mother sitting right up there. Demons in the house. For the most part, there was no gospel to deal with. We went to church every Sunday. We never knew what the Bible was. Now the devil, will, he don't care if you don't know. That's why the Bible said, my people are destroyed for what they don't know. I have a great pastor. I feel so indebted. Because the gospel kept my home together blessed my life and promoted me, kept my children together, keeping my grandchildren. I'm living out of that. Then God gave me the assignment. He said, go teach people the truth, son. 
Go teach them. That's right. So they can win. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they can win. Mm-hmm. Leave your whole career. <coughs> Leave it. And devote yourself to helping others to win in life. And to train you so that you're not ignorant of the covenant. To put people in your life to train you and really fashion you for people. When he's ready to send me out, he got ready to send me out over 22 years ago to to begin to pass the church on the rock. Mm -hmm. He said, Keith, we're always going to need you. always going to need you. See, when people are covenant-minded, those are lifelong relationships. You can't break them. Offenses can't break them. If you get covenant in your marriage, you get a covenant mindset in your marriage, you can forget about divorce. You get two covenant-minded people in a marriage, the word don't even come up. That's right. Because whatever I need to change to keep my vow to you, I'll do it. I keep my vow to you. If you keep your vows, you're not going to get no divorce. That's why marriage is for covenant-minded people. I told you I was going to love you for the rest of my life, and that's all you're ever going to get out of me. That's it. You get two people like that together, you can forget about it. It don't need, the devil ain't got a chance. That's right. That's right. That's right. But you get two people, I want to know what I can get out of you. And yeah. Yeah. What can you give me today? Right. Right. Just takers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to teach on healing. Oh, no, he said, Keith, other people are going to need you now. Other people are going to need you now. Yeah. Your, life, your life belongs to other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how God does. Mm-hmm. You go far enough in this, he'll take your life and give it to somebody else. Yeah. Because he's put so much of himself in you yeah. that he can give himself through you. Yeah. And that's who Jesus is. Yeah. That a man has got so much of God in him that God's come out of him every time he opens his mouth or every time he puts his hand on him. So when a person is living like that, they lay their hands on the sick. Yes. The God in them comes out of them. And it attacks that disease. Yes, it does. And it makes it no more. Yeah. It becomes a miracle. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I've seen God take stage four cancer out of people's body. Take it out. When the doctor says you ain't got less than 7% chance, you're going to die, boy. Take it right out. Because now the setting is right. You got a covenant God. And you got a covenant-minded man in the earth that knows that God can't fail. You got a person that understands this is my pastor, and I'm I'm paying attention to everything you say. When you get that setting like that, you win. Now let me say this, how healing stops. You want to write this down? Y'all can sit down. Thank y'all. Let me tell you how healing won't work. 
Guarantee it won't work. Strife. You can hang it up. Strife in your marriage. Strife at church. Strife on your job. The Bible says it's an honor for a man to cease from strife. When you see strife coming, stop. Especially in your marriage. Stop. Because the book of James says, wherever there's division and envy and strife, there's the devil and every evil work. You stay out of strife. You do not fight amongst yourselves. It's the gateway for the devil. Stay out What does that say in James? Where's that in James? The book of James. Crystal will find it for you. I'll tell you in a minute. You stay out of strife. If arguments seem like it's going to come up, and you can tell when it's come up, you stop. You stop immediately. So we'll talk about this another time. It's just going the wrong direction. Yeah, right, 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 right. Unforgiveness. James what? James chapter 3, mm-hmm. verse what? 16. James three sixteen. Stay out of strife. Do not have stand up and have prolonged arguments in your home. Mm-hmm. It's just like telling the devil to come right in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now that's your covenant, and God is telling you yeah. that's what it does. Mm-hmm. He's that's a warning. That's what it does. The Bible says, "Do not be ignorant of the devil's devices and one of strife." Yeah. I'm talking about healing this morning. Do not argue in your homes. Don't let your children fight with each other. Yeah. Stop it right in the middle. No strife. Don't let your children fight. Parents don't fight. Stop it immediately. If you decide you're going to have that fight, decide how much you can lose. Go figure on what it's going to cost you. Figure, find out if you can pay for this argument. Find out if you can pay for it before you start fighting. No strife. Don't let children fight. I never let my children fight in the house. Nope. I'm coming to get you real quick. Yeah, that's good. I'm coming to get you. You do not let your siblings fight in your house. That's why they play with each other now. That's good, yeah. They get older, they won't even have a relationship if you don't stop it now. Amen. Amen. Number two, unforgiveness. You got unforgiveness, you holding on to that? You can hang it up about your healing. I said Mark eleven twenty five. If you do not forgive other people, God will not forgive you. You sitting around holding grudges. And the Bible said it's that we are com- our covenant requires us to forgive the way God forgave us. Yeah. That's what it says in your Bible. It's Ephesians chapter 4, 1 or 5, 1. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. That's part of your covenant. I tell Pastor Cynthia every morning, you got to forgive me. I don't care how ugly I was. <laughs> you got to get her. You got to let that forgiveness yeah. flow. Let it flow. Yeah. Let it flow. <laughs> Let it flow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Turn it loose. Let it go. Yeah. Turn all that bitterness loose. I'm going to watch you. Yeah. 
Release it. Release it into the atmosphere. Get it out of here so love can start over again. Amen. Praise God. You don't want to hold it. Let it go. Those are the two big ones. Next one is you don't know it's God's will to heal you. That's a big one. Because a leper came to Jesus and said, Lord, I know you can, but if you will. Will you? I know you can, but will you? So the, the next one is they don't know it's God's will to heal them. You can't get a healing like that. Even if, it don't matter if you go talk to them. It don't matter. Go talk to them. They reject it. They can't get it. They have to receive it and they have to believe it. We don't know it's God's will to heal them. Or, this tied into this, they don't even know where to go in the Bible. They're not, we could say, not standing on the promise. Like Caleb said, God's given us promises. But I don't even know how to find the promise or stand on the promise. If I'm ignorant of the promise, don't know it's God's will to heal, it's not going to work. And I'll give you another one. This will be five. I know where the scripture is, but I won't meditate the scripture. I don't meditate it. Huh? Four scriptures? No, that's five. I gave five. I said, you don't know it's God's will to heal you, or you can't find the promise in the Bible. And then the last one is, you won't meditate the scripture because you'll have to meditate it. What's that in uh, Joshua 1 8? Joshua 1 8. It says, meditate. The word has to abide in your mouth and in your heart, and you got to meditate it day and night. That's what you got to do. When people have had stage four cancer, this is what I've seen three cases. Stage four cancer. You're not going to make it out of the quarter of that year. Stage four cancer. When they took the word and meditated it day and night. Amen. Amen. They took the word and meditated day and night. The scriptures became a reality in their hearts. Yes. Amen. Amen. They begin to renew their mind. The power of God went into their body and drove the sickness out. Amen. In all three cases, that's what happened. You cannot stay sick if the word is in your mind, being renewed, you're renewing your mind and in your heart. It can't, you can't stay there. Yeah. Amen. 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 Those are the things right there. So those are the ways people don't get their healing. Those are the five. I said, I got to give them that. God said, give them those. So make sure. If you got something in your heart against a person, you want me to lay hands on you today, I'll lay hands on people today. Now, let's go over that scripture you got up here. Let's look at that because that's the only one I got time for today. Now, this is what I would do. What I did for our church, what I did for our church, I decided in our prophecy book, I would put all the healing scriptures I use. 
I wrote these down myself for my own self, for healing in my own body, and they were my private scriptures that I used to believe God for divine healing. And that one is the very first one because God promises to be your doctor. That's what that scripture says. So I put these scriptures in here, and then I put the scripture in there, then I had some definitions, and then I put the prayer and the confession you should pray. We got people, people got healed just handing people the sheet. They don't even go to this church. They just say, here, my pastor get this to us, so he'll take this. And then they got healed just going, just going over it. Why? Because the word will work if you work it. Amen. So it's two pages of them. Now, a lot of times when I do at home, I'll go over these pages and I'll pray these scriptures out. Then I'll take communion. Because when we put that table up here, communion, we do it once a month. But we put that table up here, that is symbols of the covenant. That table is supposed to let you know that you're in covenant with God. And every promise he got in his word belongs to you. And God would have to destroy himself for him to break it. God never breaks his covenant. People fail to believe him. Now in James, the book of James, I ain't got time to turn now. I think it's James chapter 1, verse 8. Um... It says that if a person wavers in believing God, they're not getting anything from God. James 1, 6, it says, if you waver, which means I believe him this moment, next moment, got symptoms in my body I don't believe in. Heard Pastor Rogan preach yesterday, now I believe. Went back yesterday, somebody said God doesn't heal that. Now I don't believe. That's, going, that's oscillating on God. He said, if you oscillate on me, I didn't make it up. The covenant says it. You're not going to receive anything from God. So when you get ready to set your faith, you got to become a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You got to become a rock. You got to become a rock. You got to become a solid rock. And you can do it. And the covenant is the way to do it. The covenant is designed to eliminate oscillation. The covenant is designed to eliminate, I believe now, I don't believe. I believe now, I don't. That's why he had to make it a covenant. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. The only thing I found that settled my faith in the midst of trial is the covenant, personally. Yeah. Amen. Because I know how to get in. I've been in situations where I was believing and I wasn't believing. Yeah. I was believing yeah. and I wasn't believing. Yeah. I was believing and I wasn't believing. Yeah. That's called wavering. It's not allowed. Right. No. You have to become a rock. The only thing that lets you become a rock that I have found in this Bible. Now some people can do it just because they believe God. I've seen people not know it's a covenant, but they just believe God. And they never waver. They, they, they just can believe God in that situation. They can trust him and they get it. I've done it. But then there's always the situation. That's the one that messes with your head. And it keeps messing with you. You're going to have to go get the bread and the wine. You're going to have to go get the communion elements that we put on this table. And you're going to have to say, this is a covenant. God, you cannot. I know <laughs> you're not a liar. I'm having trouble. That's why he made it a covenant, because he knew we were going to have trouble believing him mm -hmm. on some things. 
The covenant means if you break it, you have to die. This document requires God to destroy himself if he doesn't come through for you. You ever read in the Bible, heaven and earth will pass away. If one jot or tittle of this word fails to come to pass, the whole thing's going. Yeah, your house, everything. Your car, everything is going. Don't you ever read in Hebrews chapter 1 that God is upholding the whole universe by the power of his word? That's what keeping this whole planet and everything running and turning like it is, his word. Everything was created with his word. And any point of it is a lie, it all goes. That's what you're dealing with. So when challenges come to me, I said, no, this is a covenant. He would have to destroy himself if he don't come through on this one. So I'm going to stand regardless of the pressure. I will cast down every imagination that comes against my mind to tell me God is lying. And you just stand. I don't care what the doctor say, you better stand. Because he's just telling you what he sees. And see, they're giving you the report of what happened to other people. They know, based on the symptoms we see in your body, this is how the progression goes for most people. This is what we see for most people. They don't know you special. And they ain't trying to treat you like you special. This is what happens to most people to get what you got. This is the progression of it. And this is where you're going. That's the advice you paid for. Because you went down there. And I'm not telling you not to go. Sometimes you need to go to find out how to pray. Because a lot of times the children will come back and say, God, this is what they said. But this is who you are. And because of who you are. And because of the blood covenant we have with you, this is how this thing is turning out. And I'm going to stand here until my change comes in the name of Jesus. I will not waver at your word. I will not waver at your promise because of the, that's why the Bible says, whose report you going to believe? You're going to get a lot of reports tonight. You got to believe one of them. You got to believe God, so you're going to believe that one. And you can't just go back and forth. Am I helping you in it? Amen. 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 God said we're going to have millionaires in this church. Amen. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. He said it. Through a prophetic word. It's in here. All the prophecies over this church are in here. Amen. Praise God. As far as I'm concerned, somebody's going to get some money up in here. Because that's what he said. When you look at the calling on this church, we can't go forward without them. Amen. You can't go forward without them. I just summarized. I said, wait a minute. Look at what you said. That's got to be paid for. That's got money on that. That statement means money. Money's got to back that statement. Favor or money, one of them's got to back it. I don't care which one he does. He do whatever which one he wants. God cannot use a people unless they believe him. Hillary B. Yeoman said, she was old time saint, said, in the execution of the plan of redemption, God put himself in a covenant that he's got to use your faith. That covenant 
requires him to use nothing but your faith for any manifestation that he's going to bring in this earth. That's the reason why without you, he can't do nothing in this earth. To even put this church in this neighborhood, in this community, guess what? He had to trust somebody to do it. To put a building on digging. He got to trust. He said, can I get you to believe that I can do this through you? Can I get you to believe I can do this through you? Amen. He's got to find somebody to believe him do that. Some of the guys say, you going out there because it's hot out there. It's hot everywhere in the summertime. Listen. <laughs> we never go anywhere because it looks good. We go because he tells us to go. That's why we do whatever we do. Because we know he got his word. He can't change that word. Now, if thou were diligent and hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Well, there you go right there. Whose responsibility is that? If thou will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. That's my choice. Uh -huh. Who I listen to is my choice. Yeah. That promise is, the promise of healing is totally based on listening to God. Yeah. 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 All right. And will do that which is right in his sight. Yeah. Well, well, how do we do that? Because I'm messing up. We'll do that which is right in his sight. Okay. You know what you need to do? You need to go to Ezekiel 36 where God said he's going to put a new spirit in you and cause you to walk in his ways. Amen. Mm -hmm. That I can do what he said. Yeah. Amen. Because whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it because somebody else said it. Yeah. Yeah. See, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it because somebody else said it. Right. That was not an original idea of mine. Either I saw somebody else doing it or I saw somebody or somebody said it. That's the reason why I'm doing it. Yeah. And I just said summarize. I can obey God just as well as obey them. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Living for God or not living for him. You did what somebody said. You obeyed somebody. And God knows that it's an issue of obedience and listening to other people and thinking that I'm going to get some out of listening to them. Somehow, what they're saying is going to benefit me, even though it's against God. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible said, don't say God's commandments are grievous. First uh -huh. John says, don't go to it's so hard, living for God. No, the Bible said the way of the transgress is hard. Yeah. It don't say the way of the righteous is hard. Because our Bible said the path of righteous gets brighter and brighter. A lot of people are so hard, living for God. Who said that? Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come and learn of me. Amen. And you will have what? Rest. Amen. Praise God. It's so hard to Be quiet. Because that's not what the Bible says. I got to say what God said. I got to say what he said. I'm not going to say it's the way. The Bible said where the transgressor is hard. It was hard being a sinner. I found it hard being a sinner or being with the sinners. Right, right, right. I was in church all my life. I knew, I knew better than living like that. Yeah. And it's, you, when you are a Christian and you're living in the world, you're the most miserable person on the yeah, face of the earth because yeah. the Holy Ghost is telling you, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, right. walking along with you. you. You shouldn't be involved. He's telling you that. Yeah. Right. And you're trying to seal your conscience like you don't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> you try to make your conscience be quiet like you don't hear him. You know he's telling you that's wrong. You know that's wrong. Pastor preached on that last week. Yeah. 
You know that's you know you know you know that's wrong, and you and you miserable because you're trying to put all that out of your head and party with the people that ain't got nobody saying nothing to them. The devil is telling them go, 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 go. Oh. <laughs> The devil's telling them that they having a good time. You 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 will beat off. Go. You coming up with something new? Cause you got two voices talking to you. They ain't got number one. Roll. They ain't got number one voice. You you got two. You missing beats and everything. You got two voices talking to you. They got one. So you miserable out there. No. You can obey God. That's it. I'll let to tell you you can obey God. And will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I'll put none of these diseases upon thee. That should be translated. I will not allow what comes on the world to come on my people. Because with my people, I want a distinction among my people. I want a distinction among my people. I will not allow any diseases. Egypt stands for the world. What's on the world is not going to come on you because it says, I am the Lord that healeth you. He says, you, I'm talking to you. I ain't talking to the world. I'm talking to you. I am the Lord that healeth you. I am, and this, and this word, he, it means I'm your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. It translates, I am your physician. Yeah. I am your repairer. Yeah. I'm your mender. I'm your stitcher. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the one that totally cures you. Yeah. I'm the one that makes you whole from the crown of your head yeah. to the soles of your feet. Yeah. And that is my covenant with you. Yeah. And I'm able to keep it with you. Yeah. And he is saying that to three million people that went out in the wilderness and never got sick. There ain't even three million people in Nashville. Amen. It will be like God making the covenant with Nashville. Ain't nobody sick in the whole city. Thank you, Lord. That's who he is. So when I prayed, I said, God, you're my physician. You're my doctor. You're my wholeness. You are my healer. That is who you are to me. And I am your people. And I listen to your voice. And listen, even if you miss it, to do with that what is right in his sight means you can repent. Yeah. Yeah. That is doing what's right in his sight. Right. And the moment you repent, yeah. you back in right standing with him, right. diligent hearken to his voice, and you come back and say, you are my physician. Yeah. That is who you are. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you one more scripture. Like out of this one, out of this right here. And then we're going to pray for some people. You can get healed off that right there. Amen. 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 Turn to Psalms 103, verse 3. Psalms 103, verse 3. Psalms 103, verse 3. Let's take a look at it. Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, Amen. and all that is within me, yeah. come on now, Amen. bless his holy name. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. And this is the reason why you're blessed. Yes. Amen. Amen. Psalms 103. Back up. Psalms 103. Man, I wish I had more time. Bless the Lord and all that was in, bless his holy name. Now, back in Exodus, he said, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. That translates Jehovah. When you translate it, I am Rapha, which means doctor. I am the Lord, your doctor. Amen. That's who I am. It's one of the redemptive names of God, Jehovah, Rapha the Lord who heals. So when it says bless his holy name, I'm blessing Jehovah Rapha, yeah, yeah. the Lord oh, my healer. Yeah. Yeah. So when I come in here worship, I'm blessing him. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Come on, I'm just laying it out there for you. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all of his what? Yeah. Oh, we can say promises. Do not forget what belongs to you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do not forget. Yeah. When you lay down at night, don't forget you got angels assigned to watch over your house. Come on now. It's all kind. Who forgiveth some of your iniquities. He forgiveth what? So that no time in the life of a believer should they be feeling guilty. I feel so bad. I feel such a... I feel so, God didn't ask you to live by your feelings. He asked you to live by his word. He forgiveth all your iniquities. So if I make a mistake, all I'm doing is receiving what he already forgiven. The New Testament believer is not supposed to live with a guilty conscience. Amen. Not supposed to live with a guilty conscience. You go before the Father and you say, I made a mistake. Father, the Bible says you promised that you would, the covenant says you would forgive me. And as many times as you need to go back, go back. Smith Wigglesworth raised more people from the dead in the 19th century said, the New Testament believer will have to practice repenting often. Often. Because when you're growing up in this, you make mistakes, but as you begin to mature, amen, we can get you out of the diaper into training pants. Then after a while, you go, you know, I'm just telling you that. Yeah. You, know, you don't throw the baby away. No. You clean the baby and you train the baby. And eventually, they're trained and they just go on into adulthood. Well, I mean, when you were born again, you're a new baby in Christ. Nobody expects you to know the whole Bible. Right, right, right. Nobody expects nobody to know the whole Bible. You just got born again. You just got saved when? Last week? No, you don't. And we ain't going to let you preach either. Yeah. <laughs> You just got saved last week. Come on, man. You got to learn something before you get up. I, I was eight years before Dr. Jacobs ever let me stand behind the podium. Trained me eight years. Mm-hmm. And I never loathed this podium either. Mm-hmm. Now listen, we have to grow up in these and learn. It takes time. That's why God gives you a pastor. Yeah. Amen. To feed you with knowledge and understand so you can grow up. Amen. 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 And while you're growing, you have to repent. You lost your temper. You need to repent. You don't need to make an excuse for keeping that hot temper. Amen. Amen. You may need deliverance. Yeah. But you don't need it. Well, you because you did this reason why. No, you went off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's wrong. Yeah. Yes, it is. Amen. The Bible said be angry 
and sin not. You could have been angry, but you went off. That's different. Furniture moved when you got angry. Stuff is not in the place it was a minute ago. Oh, you just said stuff you shouldn't have said. You went on a rant. I'm just trying to help you right now. All right. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities and does what? So there shouldn't be anybody saying what God can't heal. Because he just said, oh. Now, we may not have seen everybody healed of all, but I'm not supposed to use the experiences of other people to become my covenant. You cannot let people's experience become your covenant. You cannot do that because it happened. No, because then you go over Psalms 91. I ain't got time to turn there. He said a thousand will fall at this side, 10,000 at this side, but it shall not come nigh you. It's letting you know that God plans on you to live in a distinguished life. Amen. 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 And look down here and see this and then, and then I'm done. It says, who redeemed thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. These are all his benefits. Who satisfied their mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. Come on, now you're supposed to be having some renewal. You're supposed to be 80 and still looking good because you got a renewal promise in here. You're supposed to be weighing out because your number changed on your age. Amen. Has God ever done it? Yeah, he renewed Sarah. She was not, you don't know no 90 year old women having babies. And the king took her home. Kings ain't taking 90 year old women home. There's something wrong with them. God had renewed her youth so that when he looked at her, he brought her to his house and put her in there with those other girls. She couldn't tell her age in there. She fit by looks, but not by number. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know what you're going to have to do to get that? You're going to have to read that. You're going to have to meditate that. You've got to worship him and say, God, you renew me. You're renewing me. Every cell in my body is being renewed day by day. Amen. Why? Because your body is his temple. He lives in there and he gets service through you. And therefore, the longer you live, the more ministry he gets out of you. Yeah. That's right. There's more truth in there. That's why he has a vested interest in your body is his home. Yeah. And he wants to take care of it. Yeah. Amen. 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 